right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And we will go ahead and kind of get rolling with things because we are going back to rock moment of the week here. Uh, actually kind of an interesting one this week, but as we start off this segment, we always have to get the music rolling. Yeah, get your acid washing jeans out. Recommend Recommendation by Craig. I, I definitely approve. So, rock moment of the week. This week is going to actually be a little bit different because we will not be doing our own rock moments of the week, but I will be throwing out rock moment of the week for a listener. Uh, Mike, who I was fortunate enough to meet last year at one of the games, I believe it may have been his first uh game at the big house if i remember conversation correctly he lives in arizona originally from michigan but he lives in arizona he got engaged wow so a rock moment of the week out to mike in arizona on Where that. In arizona uh off the top of my head i can't remember okay um congrats mike man that's good job yeah so he was uh He's out here, got to meet him. I uh, had a great conversation with him and his friend before uh, one of the games this last year when they were up, and then uh, he's a big fan out there in Arizona and always enjoys the game. So uh, congratulations once again. That's awesome, and we wish you the best, man. I always appreciate you tuning in and listening. Yeah, I mean, great fan. Somebody in Arizona is listening to us, and yeah, that's uh, congratulations, man, and good luck to you, and we wish you the best because, yeah. you know, we've been married a while, and, you know, does it go downhill from there? No. <laughs> it's a while, right? Well, you know. <laughs> you might get yourself in trouble talking like I that. Might. Yeah, well, it wouldn't but, be the first time. But. but I do have to say we're probably a little bit on the safe side because I know my wife doesn't listen because she's not. Like, she enjoys the games, and she'll watch them on TV, and she'll go to games, but she doesn't watch sports center or listen to podcasts or anything. So I might get away with saying more. I don't, does your, uh, do you know if your wife listens at all? No, okay. no, not at all. So she, she gets to hear what I have to say on a regular basis, let alone on a podcast. So I, it's I, just, that's like too much Craig overload. <laughs> well, Mike, if you want uh marriage advice, I think Craig might be offering it then, offering his uh great words of wisdom and his counseling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got a clip to play for you. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna play this clip for you and I wanna and then I'll lead to a question and see if you can answer it, okay? See what we can come up with during this clip, okay? Let's get to it. Can you hear it? Yes, I can. Show me wax on, wax off. I think I know where you're going with this. This is uh, Karate Kid 1. Wax on, wax off. There you go. 
If anybody doesn't know, that's from The Karate Kid, 1984. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, they were Mr. celebrating Miyagi. an anniversary. Yeah, celebrating an anniversary and showing Danielson how to fight. So my question to you is that poll I put out, and you and I have had this funny discussion with Brandon, or one of our friends, is this movie drives me nuts because if you actually if you get older and you look at it and you watch it again, you think, you know what, this Danielson actually deserved to get his butt kicked, if you think about it. If you put all the things, factors together, what did you think? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it definitely raises an interesting conversation because... I I tend to agree with you, and actually the the funny I guess you would look at it, and the funny part is you could probably put more of uh, if for people who know the movie and everything, um, and I can't remember the names, but Daniel fit more in the Cobra Kai because of his <laughs> douchey attitude than the other guy did. Right, right, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean. Well, one, he's, you know, trying to, you made a cardinal of sin and trying to pick up another guy's girl, and you just pretty much blew it from there. I don't know if they're broke. I think they're broke up, but come on. And, you know, the whole time he's trying to, you know. Well, yeah, he, he does the thing with the girl, which, you know, that that can be kind of debatable and everything. But then um, the he... What he douses him with a hose in the bathroom. Why the other one's, uh, you know, smoking a Mary Jane, and Which, that's, probably the le- that's probably the least offensive thing you could do, right? Yeah. Uh, so maybe give him that, but then, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, he Daniel was kind of a tool. Yeah, he was a douchebag. But and- then the the big one of the biggest things up for debate that we did talk about a little bit was the fact that or a fact or debatable uh, conversation of him winning the tournament with an illegal kick to the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I know. Right. That's not legal. You can't kick to the face. Correct. Uh, well, I looked at, I've looked it up before cause I've had this conversation before. It was a long time ago, but I looked it up again. And if I understand correctly, I, I haven't done karate or anything like that, especially competitively, but it's the fact that you can do full fighting for karate, but it's not full contact. Like when you get a hit on somebody, it's supposed to be like you you hit the, you make contact and then you get the point. You don't like essentially follow through with your punches. You know. Well, they certainly look like they did. Yeah, with the uh, kick to the face, it definitely. I mean, they're sensitive about things to the face and everything, and that kick to the face was pretty excessive so i saw multiple things about how people were saying if that was a real tournament that he would have been disqualified and so on and so forth so just yet another thing where uh the story unfolds that daniel was actually kind of a tool yeah and i mean if you look at him he really didn't look like his punches were even hard or i mean he he basically like you said was kind of a tool during the whole movie and if you ask me, I think he deserved it. And then, you know, the one time where the Cobra Kai master guy tells him there's uh, picking on Danielson's off limits, then he pushes the team around the whole school knowing that he could do it. Oh, yeah. 
that's another going, good one. Dude, you're deserving. You're deserving it. You're just egging them on again. I'm going, man. You are the biggest. You deserve everything you're getting. Every, all the butt kicking. You deserve it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're out there and you like this movie and you're kind of grew up in that time period, whatever. Re re examine it go back relive it again and you're going to come probably come back and go boy this danielson was kind of a tool yeah your her whole world may have been shattered with that so yeah but uh yeah that, that's sports we're still talking sports with that but we do need to get to the michigan football conversation so we'll transition here onto uh the main conversation Alrighty then. So, Michigan football. We've got two main topics to be talking about. I think we'll go ahead and start off with my conversation, and then we'll, depending on how long that goes, I've got something else that we might be able to talk about if we have time, but I think we're going to cover two main topics. Uh, We'll start with mine, which comes from uh, college football, Reddit College Football which uh, I think most people are familiar with. Uh, Out on social media within the past two weeks or so, they put out um, the fan polls by conference on who they expect will be winning the conferences in 2017. Okay. Uh, So before getting to the Big Ten, I'll uh, give some of the results for the other conferences. In uh, a landslide, which is... Not surprising whatsoever. The SEC was all for Alabama. I don't know the total number of votes, but they got over 1,300 votes. And then the next closest one got 99 votes, and that was Florida. So huge landslide there for Alabama, which should be no surprise. Uh, Then uh, probably the largest lead after that would be moving to the Pac-12, where USC is the heavy favorite, um, and probably around seven to eight hundred votes behind that is Washington, and uh, ways behind them is then Stanford. Moving to the ACC, which is only two contenders they have, like nobody else is really coming close. Florida State, the heavy fan favorite. With uh, about uh, seven around seven hundred vote lead on Clemson, things a little bit more interesting in the Big Twelve, where there's Oklahoma uh, as the top favorite, but followed not far behind by Oklahoma State, and then there's a significant drop off before you see Texas and then West Virginia come behind them. So hmm. just okay. to, just to kind of give you some of the things that you see in the other conferences, and then we'll. Move here to the Big Ten, where everybody's familiar with the teams. Everybody kind of should be knowing what happened last year um, and then looking at this year. So the heavy favorite is not surprising because of the success that they've had for quite some time, and that is Ohio State, which uh, I did the math on these. I I didn't do the math for all the uh, – I just took the top four teams. So out of the votes for the top four teams, 59% of the votes went to Ohio State. 
Right. So that's I, pretty. Uh, that's about right. Yeah, I'm not and not too surprising there. And then uh, Michigan does follow them up then in second place, and they have 22% of the vote. And then the third team, uh, which a lot of people have been talking about. Yeah, this will get interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it should be too shocking, but just the fact that it's another uh, team from the East Division is then Penn State, and they have 11% of the vote. So uh, the West Division is basically being represented here by just – eight percent of the vote and that being then for wisconsin so something real quick before we get in conversation with this just a few interesting things that i wanted to point out every team got at least one vote uh the lowest voting was for indiana and then it was interesting to see that uh there were seven votes for Rutgers. wow okay so, I mean, you're going to have a couple out there, but I was kind of interested. I'm just like, you're, you're saying that they're going to win the Big Ten. But, hey, you know. Where's the Purdue? Did the Purdue get one? Purdue t- uh, tied Rutgers at seven. North, wow. Okay. Uh, Northwestern got five. Minnesota got th- five. Maryland got two. Illinois got two. Wow. Iowa got nine. Uh, and then you get a little bump here with MSU at 18 and Nebraska at 27. So, Okay. Well, well, and, right and those there. are those are individual votes because then you uh, then you move up to Wisconsin and their in, individual to, total was 134. So, a right. significant difference. Yeah, that's a big jump yeah. from the other ones, but if I'm re- what I, what you're telling me is the team that you actually think some people are maybe overlooking is Maryland that you actually think Durkin is not doing a very good job. Well, what they're saying, would they get two votes? Uh, yeah, that I, I'm. That's, I'm not surprised that they're not high, but I am surprised right. at how little not, they got. Right, exactly. And I'm. I'm not saying they're high. What I'm saying is, is if you're taking Rutgers and Purdue over them to be better. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing with those small numbers, I'm guessing you're going to be getting a lot of those, you know, Homer fans and everything. Yeah, yeah, something so, there. But, so, yeah, I mean, I, I expect Maryland to be much better than Purdue and yeah. Rutgers. Like you said, I think they're an okay team. I don't think they're great yet. But, like you said, they got a good coach, you know, and Durkin and what he's doing there. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it looks like the West, and I think a lot of people can agree with this, is basically Wisconsin's to lose. So, really then, looking at all of this information that I gave you then, just a re- quick recap, Ohio State at 59%, Michigan at 22%, Penn State at 11%, and Wisconsin rounding it out at 8%. What are your kind of reactions to that? This is a fan poll, so obviously there will be some some things kind of skewed there by some people, but what, what are your reactions then to that? Well, what you just said earlier is it's a fan poll. I'm a little bit weary of that only because the very fact is Ohio State and Michigan usually have the most fans in the country. In fact, you and I have been part of a poll before on Twitter, and it's been skewed quite a bit because of the very fact that we get trolls and we get a lot of you know rivals that get on there, and then they vote, they they tweet it and retweet it and they vote in and so it gets skewed and then you so you really don't get an accurate uh, poll on exactly what's going on so 
I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that fans would go all out for Ohio State. They got a huge fan base. A lot of people, you know, they just do. And Michigan's not far behind them with a lot of fan base, so they're going to vote there what they think. So I'm really, you know, I tell you what, when I look at that, I really don't take much stock in that at all. I really don't. Well, now this, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they don't have information here on exactly how it's run, but I don't think this is just run with Big Ten fans. I think this is run with the whole Reddit college football community. So you're going to be having, like, Oklahoma fans and Washington fans and Texas fans and all different fans giving their input and everything. Well, and then you're thinking, is Michigan most, are they more hated than Ohio State fans? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you could judge that, but I'm I'm kind of a little shocked by the jump between Michigan and and Ohio State. That's a pretty drastic jump, but I between us and Penn State is pretty significant, but to have Ohio State so far ahead, I mean, I get why people pick them, but that's pretty dramatic. This this is my reaction to it. Um, for people on the outside looking in, they're going to be looking at Urban Meyer winning two in a row already against Harbaugh. Also, if they know anything, they know that Michigan's losing a lot of players. So I, which is understandable. I get it. Yeah. So I can understand that large difference there. Um, I think maybe the most interesting from this whole thing, and it does seem that the East division gets the most attention. I mean, it already has Michigan and Ohio State, um, but it does seem like it gets the most attention. But everybody, or seems like everybody else, just has Wisconsin sitting over there. I mean, really, honestly, you're looking at this and you're sitting at when it gets uh, down to it. If you say that these are the last four teams that are possible, Wisconsin has a fifty percent chance because they're going right. to be representing the West Division, and these three other teams are going to be fighting out for the East. So well, plus you're going by the Vegas, what we just talked about on the last show. You we looked at the Vegas odds saying that uh Wisconsin is gonna go undefeated. Yeah. So that, that was their prediction, and they do have a yep. very favorable schedule. So it is interesting to see this. And uh, you know, you don't know how much or you don't know exactly who's voting on this. Like is it the Big Ten uh Big Ten community or is it the whole Reddit college football community? And also, you know, this is our conference, so we're more privy to or more in-depth in information like this, like a lot of people probably don't know Wisconsin's schedule. So they don't realize uh, yeah. that they're almost uh, guaranteed, of course, is a strong word, but it's, it's theirs to lose to go to the Big Ten title game. Right. So, yeah, yeah. just interesting. I saw it. Uh, I shared the other numbers that were out there. Like I said, uh, some of them were not surprising at all, but I always um, – I like getting outside information. Yeah. So yeah. I know that these could easily be skewed. Um, so maybe if there's another source that I can kind of look up just to see what other uh, people are saying from other places, you know, that don't have the skewed perspective and, you know, bias information. But, yeah, so sharing a little bit about that and talking with that. Yeah, and that's Reddit, right? Yeah, Reddit College Football. Okay. So you could easily find those out there. But um, – well, I'll kind of piggyback off what you you brought up um, and kind of 
an interesting article. I just actually just pulled it up and it's kind of piggybacking off what you just saying is going off this article talking about where Michigan would be ranked. And, and I read one just right now, just talking about the magazines out there that are rating Michigan football and where they're at. And I don't know if you read, did you read anything like that? Um, uh, well, kind of, we, we talked about it the other week where somebody had them. Where were they? Top four? Well, Athlon Sports. I, th- I think Athlon Sports is probably one of the largest magazines when it comes to sports out there. They have Michigan ranked at number 10. And obviously the Big Ten East, they have us at number three, 10 and two, seven and two in the Big Ten. And they actually have a bowl project- projection already, having us going to the Cotton Bowl versus Oklahoma. I hate those. I know. I'm going to say that right now. I hate those. Like, I don't really understand how they select. I mean, I, I do and I don't. I know that they get teams from specific conferences, but it's just like, dude, we are. It, well, you know what it does? It reminds me of mock drafts for the NFL. Yeah. It, I hate them. It never go, turns out the way they think. They think they all, this player's going on this, and it never happens. Well, so why like, do it? It's like doing a mock draft before the college right. football season starts. Right. And then you get Lindy Sports, okay. another big name, uh, national ranking. They have us at number 14. So, and they have us number three, obviously, fourth overall in the Big Ten East. So, um, and, you know, and then we're going to get to, I think it's what, Steele, Phil Steele. Uh, he has us at number, uh, nationally ranked at 16. <laughs> so, and all of them are pulling up that we're going to be number three in the Big Ten East. So, and you know, Phil Steele has us going to the Citrus Bowl versus LSU. So, some of these are just funny, man. And Streets Street and Smiths has us at number nine, Big Ten East number three. So, consensus is that we're going to be number three in the Big Ten East. Yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously, some have us way below. Not even the top ten ranking. So, I um, I'm okay with that. Honestly, I mean, sixteen may seem kind of okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that's why I think the team is, but I I think we've had this discussion before where it's just like, you know, you have something to work for then, right? And then there's maybe that little bit of motivation. I don't really necessarily like you talking about, you know, the whole chip on your shoulder. I like the idea of having something to prove more than having a chip on your shoulder, but that's just terminology right. to me. But, um, yeah, yeah. let's, I, yeah, we don't want to be Michigan state. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Disrespected. That, that, that got ruined out there. Yeah. Disrespected. Um, disrespect train. Like, Oh as yes. This was, wow. That was, that fell apart last year actually because they, their team fell apart. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, f- I feel like nine, 10, 14, you know, nine and 10 are absolutely reasonable. 14, yeah. I don't think is far off. 16 is kind of like, uh, okay. I mean, if you want to, you can, I mean, that, that's a little, uh, I mean, that's getting a little gritty there just because, honestly, you know, I, I wish I was more up and was able to be more on top of the national scope of things. But maybe there are more teams out there that are looking to be better in 2017 than I realized. But, yeah, I'm I, I think the one that 
I would throw out of that group would be the 16. Other than that, 9, 10, 14, meh, you know. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, and I'm looking at this, and, you know, I know they're going by. We're only returning six starters, and that's huge. I mean, that's a huge number if you think about it. Six starters are only returning, and most of them are on the offense. (laughs) So... As much as I think, you know, secondary and our def- you know, our defensive line is going to be stout, and I think they're going to do very, very well, but our defensive line or our, our secondary in that part will be questionable because we don't know. So, and I understand where they're coming from. In fact, they Athlon Sports is saying we're at number 10, which is about right. Like you said, I don't think that's bad. It's, you know, somewhere I thought maybe we would be too, but they have – Michigan has one, you know, one of the top three teams on the decline this year, and that's all predicated on the very fact that we only returning the six starters. So Jim Harbaugh's got his work cut out for him this year. I mean, we we have huge expectations for this team within another year or two, and we should, and they're going to be in fantastic. But I mean. Like you and I said, we don't know what this team's going to provide. We don't know what's going to be on the field. We don't know what kind of – we got a new coaching staff um, from top to bottom. You know, Obviously, we got Don Brown there on defense, which I think is always good, but we don't know what Pep's going to bring to the table and Jay Harbaugh moving the running backs and a lot of inter- interchanging things happening. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh taking this team, I mean – this is going to be a team that we don't know a lot about. And you and I are kind of like perplexed on, we can only offer our opinions and that's about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can only go by what we know and what we've seen maybe at spring game. And, but, um, we get a little bit of information here or there, but right now, I mean, yeah. it's the quiet part of the year. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, this is a, this is a team that's, young budding team <laughs> youngsters and you're going to have a lot of youngsters starting a lot of uh players that haven't started before they're going to be starting and so it's going to be interesting to see what they can do but i can understand why some of these polls are dropping for us and i think they're dropping week by week <laughs> obviously we went from like number seven now we're down to you know 16 on a few of those but uh uh, I think that, you know, I, I expected that just based on the fact is, you know, what our team is capable of yet. We just don't know. So, and they, I think they have a lot of questions too. They don't know. I think even they're saying on these articles, we don't know what this team's going to do. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't, uh, I wouldn't label it as being a potential down year. I just label yeah. it as it being a year that you're probably not going to see uh, that you possibly aren't going to see an advancement or an increase because we've had two 10 and three seasons. Yep. And so I, I, I'm kind of anticipating something similar uh, of similar caliber and everything. So, I don't think things are going to get worse, but with everything changing, it probably won't get better. But um, with talking about the dynamics and everything and people talking about us being third in the East, 
obviously then that talks about the level that people are thinking Ohio State, which the fans obviously think that from the poll that we brought up. But then the other team then in the East, which is kind of obvious from the other conversation that we had that everybody's referring to then is Penn State. And you brought up, Craig, a interesting article that just actually came out uh, several hours ago um, that talks about Penn State. So I'll let you um, get that conversation rolling. Basically, Penn State, you know, and and anybody can look it up on the 247 um, website. Um, Obviously, Michigan has their all the college teams do. Penn State has their own article about the top eight thing or stats you need to know about Michigan football. And they list one through eight some of the things about Michigan that led to why we beat Penn State last year so badly. And some of the things that they need to look forward to during their game in week eight when we play them and why they think – Certain things are going to be difficult for them to beat them, and then there's certain things that they have a very good edge on. And it's quite interesting. Um, just looking it over, I agree with a lot of it. Um, but a lot of it's stats, but the stats are pretty interesting in breaking down where Michigan was in 2016 and how Penn State can use that to their advantage playing them in week eight. So we might want to take the might be something that a lot of people might want to take a look at so and read and it's interesting so what did, when you read it what are some of the things that popped out at you uh well do you want me to go through the numbers real quick did you want to go through yeah the numbers? go through the numbers and then we'll kind of talk about it and discuss it okay i'm gonna to try to not read this word for word to keep it as brief as possible it's not that long of an article but it's got uh very interesting numbers so Uh, The first is 36, which is the average starting yard line for Michigan drives. Uh, Which is very good. Yeah, which is is good for number one nationally. Um, We had Jabril Preppers, and obviously we know we don't have him anymore. Um, So that's that's a good number for us. Um, They're saying that they don't anticipate that to be an advantage for us this year. Right. Um, But then a... Heavy negative stat for Michigan is, and we've already talked about the lack of returning starters. Uh, we actually come in at 128th nationally in returning defensive production. Yeah, uh, losing ten. Yeah, losing ten defensive starters. That's that's big. Yeah, so that's second to last in the country. So, um, but we know how good our defense has been, and there are a couple people on the defense that stand out really good. Um, Three, uh, 7.0 yards per carry for expected the number one running back, Chris Evans. Uh, mm-hmm. So they shared that, and they're expecting him to replace Devion Smith. 87th, uh, this was an interesting one, nationally in passing downs sack rate. That's that. This one stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, and so that's Michigan giving up a sack on greater than 9% of all passing downs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> returns, yeah. Uh, and they're talking about just returning two starters up front. So that's something we've talked about. We've, uh, we've obviously talked about the issues at the offensive line, but that was an interesting thing to see. Uh, good thing for us is then number one, returning interior pass rusher in the nation. 
uh, and he didn't even start last season, was Maurice Hurst. Yeah. Uh, so they were uh, talking about how productive he is. But then I'll even interject there, too. You know, you're going to have to be looking at Rashawn Gary and his production, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. You got two of uh, the best in- interior linemen in the country, man. You got two tackles coming at you. And Rashawn Gary, like you said, which they might have to double team. And then you got uh, Hurst coming in, and he is a beast. Yeah. So to stop those two is going to be really, really difficult. So and you and I saw it at spring game, and it was just you know I saw a little bit of it, real quick thing of uh, Rashawn Gary, and just that part is going to be our strong part of our game. So yeah, yeah. And so even though we're losing, like I said, even though we're losing some people on defense, there are definitely some people that weren't at the forefront that are going to be at the forefront this year. Yeah. So uh, then uh, 60%, this is interesting, of uh, McSorley's completions in the Michigan game last year were caught behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So uh, screen and play action. Now that's very interesting because uh, we know that we blew Penn State out but just kind of, you know, how it's interesting because then in different parts of the season. Now, of course, our defense was amazing last year. Uh, so I uh, throw it up for the great job that the defensive or that the defense did forcing them to do that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do then this year because they have McSorley back. Our defense is going to be different. We saw what McSorley could do throwing down the field. So, I mean, he is capable. I think our defense uh, just was that good shutting him down last year. Yeah. So. And he certainly wasn't that way in the bowl game or leading up to the playoffs um, with McSorley. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's interesting. I don't think that'll. Well, you get to, like we're talking about. We just mentioned that you know two interior linemen coming at you. I expect them to be a little bit more aggressive. So yeah, and they state that too in the article that they expect that that won't be the case this next year. So yeah. Um, and then the last number they have is twenty one percent. Twenty one percent opponents third down percentage. Um, and yeah, that, that's a really good number for Michigan. And uh, they're talking about how, again, yes, the defense lost a ton of players, but uh, we do have Don Brown and Dr. Blitz. Yep. Lots of different blitz packages. So they're talking about keeping an eye on that. So some stuff that Michigan knows good and well about, but then a few things in there that are just kind of interesting to see and get. And well, kind of like I said earlier, an outside perspective. Um, so. Yeah, I expect those numbers to change, not be the same. I think they're just mentioning that what how Penn State was able to lose because of those numbers, and how they were able to that they can use some of those numbers to to their advantage at the time. So I think that's some of the things that they just are bringing up that they need to know about Michigan and what we're doing, and maybe looking into the schemes that Don Brown has and what Jim Harbaugh has up his sleeve. So. It's an interesting article. Go check it out. Lines, Lions, Penn State Lions, two four seven article up. So 
Yeah, written by, uh, da, 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 I was looking at Andrew Callahan. Yeah. So, but, yeah. So, interesting uh, conversation with that one. Uh, some good stats there. So, um, da, 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 did you have any other thoughts on that or? No, I just thought it was a pretty interesting article. So, yeah. But, uh, did you retweet that? Uh, did you see that on Twitter? Did you retweet that or anything, by the way? Just kind of curious. No, okay. no, I didn't. All right. Um, because I was going to say if people were interested, they might be able to find it that way. But 24 7 is easy to find and maneuver through. Uh, well, then that leaves a little bit of time here to have a conversation. I And I kind of just was thinking about this. Maybe it was today or yesterday, but this week. And so I'm kind of interested to get your opinion, Craig. I know where I stand on this, and I feel like I might not be standing with a lot of people from the Michigan fan base. But I'm kind of over some stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not, I guess maybe over it isn't the right way to say it, but, you know, some things come and go, and yeah, there are going to be things that we talk about for years and ages to come, but, you know, sometimes you just got to let things die, (laughs) move on, however you want to say, but I'm really over and done with the JT was short. jokes (laughs) i I really am like i'm i it's just like why i'm it 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 looks bad it looks in my opinion dumb now it's just like i mean there there i don't know if it's been out for a while i mean if there's been stuff out for a while yes it was a huge thing to talk about yes we're going to talk about next year when the game comes up yeah that's fine but it's just like Every single week, something comes up, and there's, like, some joke cracked about it. And it's just like, okay, unless it's really, 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 really clever and has a new perspective to the sarcasm of the joke or something, it's just like the horse is dead. Yeah, what about the three and nine? The three and nine, uh, that's the same thing, too, I feel. I mean... Uh, uh, bringing it up in conversation, if you're having a conversation with a state fan and they're being how most state fans are, I mean, yeah. go for it, all game. But if you're having a conversation with just I'm, – I'm kind of talking in general conversation with Michigan fans right? and, like, trying to crack jokes between things. It's just – I'm done with it. I'm done I'm done with both of them. <laughs> I mean, it now, if, if I get in conversation with – Michigan State fans, yeah, I'll bring up three and nine, but that's like conversation, argument, fandom, that yeah. whole thing. I, but I'm not going to be like out there trying to create new jokes and find stuff because it's it's been pretty much exhausted to the utmost extent. So when it comes, I'm not going to probably talk about a whole lot unless something else comes up or until it gets around those games, like when we get close to the Michigan state game or the Ohio state game, or like I said, if I talk to some of their fans, but I'm not going to go out there and try to create more clever jokes and everything because, uh, unless, unless you blow it out of the water, just let it go. That's my opinion with it. Well, that was your rant. Yeah. That that was a real talk moment. You Twitter, your Twitter fans hit them up, get get on them. So I know once in a while you and I get on our rants and it's true. So, but you and I get it sometimes from people saying, you know, 
it's not why are you making such a big deal out of this or whatever. But uh, no, I can see why you are. I mean, yeah, it gets gets kind of old, but uh, well, uh, like there was, yeah, I'm like you. If I see something kind of funny and clever, I'll laugh my head off. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like we've seen, you know, all the additions of, um, you know, if you add these numbers together and subtract these numbers, oh, yeah. you get three and nine. If you um, give me between 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. or give me three to nine reasons why this is a good idea or <clears throat> don't let this distract you from the fact that JT was short and right. then there are T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, I don't know. It's coming past. I'm just... I don't know. Maybe people are still entertained by it. I mean, every everybody's different, so I'm sure that well, some people are doing it still, so they're either yeah. being entertained by it or trying to. Well, it's be probably like hearing. Well, you know, and I and I guess you know, I'm trying to hear, see it from your side. I guess I'm if it's cleverly done, then it doesn't bother me. But uh, well, if it's new, it, if it's it needs to right. be new. Yeah, right. New and you know, real clever, and then you got to kind of laugh and say, "Okay, that was a good one." But um, yeah, I guess if you kind of think about it, if you put your, you know, Ohio State or Michigan State shoes on, if you will, on their side, bringing up that Michigan talks about history all the time, you know, and how much it bugs the heck out of us. That that's all we t- they talk about is Michigan. That's all you guys talk about is history, history, history. Well, I guess we're doing the same thing with them, you know. So in a way, let's move on as much as we want them to move on from the whole Michigan. All they do is talk about the history of football and not what's happened in the past ten years. That maybe we need to move on to. But yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it gets kind of old. We're like, okay, this thing's been played out way played out let's move on let's think about what we're gonna do to beat them um yeah so. well yeah well then you know because here's this stuff it's like we beat michigan state and right. michigan state always talks a bunch of crap and so yeah now we get to talk to crap talk crap and it's the easiest thing to talk about three and nine the the i have the bigger issue with jt was short because it was just like we lost that game did we lose it because of that play? Technically, no. There were right. other times that we could have won that game, and we, we, could have, we, we, we could have stopped them after that play. Like, there was yet another play to be done. Yeah, but we, all we could have done is, right, you're right. Yeah. All we need to do is stop them, or we, all we need was a first down. Yeah, so, but we, uh, end all be all, the game was lost. Uh, I, I mean, like, you still feel like crap. You still feel like we got cheated. Fine. But, you know, we're making a big deal out, still out of losing the game. And it's just like, you know, it's it's not – I'm still upset. I, I mean, it's so frustrating everything. Yes, I'm not saying it's okay, guys. Accept it. It's just like, no, th- now – okay, if another fan base was doing this, like if Ohio State – if it was reversed and Ohio State was doing this, how would we be reacting? We'd be yeah. like, get over it. You know, it's done. We won. Move on. You're repeating the same joke over and over again. You know, what you sound like you're doing is you're you're playing off of the poll I put out. Remember that poll on Twitter where I said I didn't even put like a title with it. I was just kind of a nonchalant where Michigan fans are, and was one was JT was short, 
uh, MSU or three and nine. Uh, the other one was Brewster, and the other one was Brandon Jacobs. And where do you stand? And most of them, you're right, went to JT was short. Yeah. So I didn't even have to list what it was about. I mean, I could it could mean anything to you, but JT was short was the most well overwhelmingly the most uh, uh, ran. You know, I think it got about seventy five to eighty percent of the uh, poll. So yeah. So yeah. I'm just. You know, there you go, man. There you go. Caleb's hot. No, I'm not hot. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm, I'm done. Well, like, just, you know, yeah. It's, it's what everybody was saying about me being hot about certain things. I'm like, I'm not hot. I'm just. It, no, Craig. Yeah. You were hot. You were, <laughs> you were having a Flame temper mad. tantrum. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, no. Yeah, I just thought, I mean, since we had time, I was going to bring that up because I was just like, no. Well, it'd be, you know, it'd be interesting to see what else people, I know a certain amount of people on Twitter that we follow and we know that are sick of it. And I know a lot of fans that aren't. So, and yeah, if, if somebody wants to call in and tell us their yeah, thoughts, feel free. No. Yeah. I mean, I know we'll, we're here, we'll hear about it on Twitter and some other forms of social media and maybe we'll be able to share some of those next time but yeah if you call and leave voicemail i mean i know i mean there's two sides to everything so there's gonna be some people i agree with and some people that don't but i'm that's where i stand yeah yeah no kidding all right there you go that's that's it that's that's all she wrote so all right well we will go ahead and get here into some closing thoughts then before we let you guys go Alrighty then. So, yeah. Yeah. Done, done with that conversation. And moving on. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Is uh, I feel like I'm in all sorts of limbo because it's a weird part of the season. Nothing seems to really be happening a whole lot. There's some camps going on and things like that. but Yeah, I think what all... You know, this is probably the part where recruiting gets a little bit heavy and heated. And yeah, offers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hitting some of those key players that we need to recruit and get them on the team, and get to, get them to Michigan. So, but you know, the thing it's still early, and a lot can change, man. So, Absolutely. So, so, yeah, it's. Uh, We'll be watching stuff, reading stuff, and coming back to you guys each and every week talking about different topics. So if you guys ever have any recommendations or anything interesting you find, feel free to share it with us. Uh, you can always contact us by email. That's bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter daily, having conversations, uh, talking about Michigan football and different things. At Blue Bros underscore and then our names. So at Blue Bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And my favorite is always if uh, you get voicemails because then we get to hear your exact thoughts and we get to share it directly on the sports cast. And you can call that at 551 258 3276. Easy to remember. That is 551 Blue bro 
So anything else before we go? Any uh, any summer plans? Anything going on? Anything big? No, we got a vacation in July, but nothing big. No, you? Uh, vacation kind of early mid-July, just going up north for an extended weekend. Outside of that, probably nothing, so. Yeah, so. Yeah, and then just getting ready because football is coming closer and closer. It seems so far away, but it is getting closer. Yeah, and you and I always get invited to these big games, even out of town. And, you know, a lot of times, man, I wish we could make it. But, you know, if it if we could get enough fans going, and we can, this could be our full time job. We'd be there, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I I'm constant. <laughs> I'm constantly working on stuff, and I know you you do the same thing, too, with uh, some of this because you have your job and then you have your job outside of your job. Right. I'm always kind of doing stuff to, like, I don't know, get my, uh, since we're both uh, designers and artists and things like that, get my creative uh, groove going and finding a way to maybe make some extra money on the side and everything. And so I'm always uh, hoping and waiting for that day where I tap into something. I'm like, yes. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I can work from home and I can go to Ann Arbor on the weekends and do this and, you know, take it to the next level. But we'll see at this point. We'll see. So I'm I'm doing different stuff. And you and I are both late nighters. I'm always up until like 2 a.m. working on stuff, which actually reminds me it's 12 and I need to get rolling with some things. So, yeah. yes, always busy. but Always busy, yep. Always good. So, well, we... Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in as always. Uh, congratulations once again on our way out to Mike on his engagement. Uh, we hope you all have a good rest of the week, and we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.